Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Morning, Jay. What up, baby? I still can't. I still can't get down with five Mississippi. Mississippi. That's absurd. What? What's two? What One I, Mississippi. Yeah. Two Mississippi's. Yeah. I'm laying on the horn. I'm laying on it. I'm well, just giving you a I'll light you little, little beep, beep. Yeah, yeah. Like just wake up. Yeah. I could see you go to three. I could see three is very polite. After that, come on, man. Four Mississippi's five. Like just to look at the intersection, left and right. I can't. I came up with this theory because I asked the question rhetorically yesterday when I lived in L.A. When the light turns red, no one takes that as a suggestion. That's a command. Like, you have to stop. You can't think about it. You got to stop. Why is it any different when it turns green? It turns green. It's not saying, hey, you may go. It says you have to go. Why did people take that as a suggestion? So I I, I caught myself yesterday um, literally in the city at a red light. I found myself on Instagram Reels. And I was definitely way more than five Mississippis, and people started laying at me. And you uh, and you acknowledge. I was watching right? the Unk Neff show on 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 yeah. IG. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. By the way, it's one of the best shows here. It's yeah, out yeah, there. yeah. This dude basically has an the Unk. Real and he's like, he's like this world. The world has to see this guy. Yeah, oh, he's a, this is the most erroneous stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, I just yeah. so I found myself in that, mm-hmm. uh, not paying attention to the light. And when they when they honked at you, you knew you were you had the moral low ground, correct? It almost made me want to jump out of my car. I felt like I was like so like like just you felt sorry. Yeah, I, I yeah. felt like I had to rush. I don't you know get I mean? mad if someone honks at me and I look up and it's been green for a while. I'm not offended. I give them the hand. Hey, my bad. Because I know if it was me, I'd be mad. See, I don't have time for the hand. I don't have time to put down my window. Then the, the window. No, no, you don't down, put down fine. the hand. You just go like that. But it's just too much work if I put the window down. Then no, the no, hand I, I would agree about the window. But don't see, roll in, down the in window. In New York, though, it's not just one driver. There's multiple. Like, yeah. there's not one car behind you going boop boop. It's everybody going. Eh, eh, come on. The go. only thing, the thing I don't like with the horns, because in L.A., it's the height of rudeness. If you if you touch your horn for some reason, you you could be about to hit somebody with the car. If you touch your horn, people get offended. But in New York, the one time I really don't like people laying on their horn, really don't like it, where that person's in the wrong, someone's getting out, like a cab, an Uber, a car stops. The person has to get out and enter a building, right? And, and their car's zooming behind them. They, want, they start laying on the horn. Come on, man. What do you want them to do? You want them to jump and roll out of the car and just kill it as the car's going? What do you want them to do? You know why I love North Carolina, though? No lie. This happened to me in my junior year of college. Literally was at a light, was not paying attention. Dude pulled up next to me in the car mm-hmm. and gave me one like, hey, the light's green. Was t- <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, you guys are so nice. What Southern the hell is going on here in yeah. the South? I like this. Yeah, that's right. Talk to me like I'm a normal person. Please, go ahead. Everyone's taken. And then Diana told, put me up on something where people, the light is good in the car at the light, so people take selfies and stuff. I, yeah, I never knew about that. I don't know. I never knew about the one-on-one photography. Me neither. By yourself, I, Meantime, free agency kicks off uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, 6 p.m. Ooh, Max. So there are only two free agents, which is weird this year. I don't know why. It's just Kyrie and Harden, and there's no one else to talk about. Oh, there are? There are other free agents, too? <laughs> so who like, – look, everyone knows Kyrie and Harden. And Kyrie, it was – you know, yesterday it was on social media all over the place. Kyrie's going to take meetings with other teams, and this, you know, he's going to explore free agency. Let me explore. He has leverage with, with Dallas. Massive so, leverage. And, you, you're going to let Jalen Brunson walk? You let Jalen Brunson walk, and now you're going to let Kyrie Irving walk? Massive leverage is Can't interesting. Can't do that. Who do, you, do you think there are teams out there who would give Kyrie the most money they could give him? I mean, I, I think there are a couple, but I guess this is what Kyrie Irving wants at the end of the day. Do I think there are NBA contenders out there that would give Kyrie Irving the bag that he would want? 
No, I think Dallas is the one team. And if you are Kyrie, you take meetings with other teams just to ensure that Dallas gives you the, the most money as possible. Well, couldn't right? Dallas outbid other teams without giving them giving him the biggest bag they could give him? Isn't that well, isn't really that the biggest what, bag? No, I'm if saying outbidding they other could teams? if they went to the maximum dollars they're allowed. But what if that's not where they are right now? That's why Kyrie probably is the case. Why Kyrie is now exploring free agency to try to jack that number up as high as possible. What if he can't? What if through free agency, people are like, eh, we're not giving you that much money over that many years. We don't trust that you'll be available. I, I don't think it's, well, he's done everything right for Dallas. He's been there for Dallas. He showed up to every Short game. stint, true. But by the way, in a contract year, a very short stint. Yeah, but stint. You, if you're Dallas, you can play hardball as much as you want. I mean, I guess it depends on how much can you pay Kyrie with still putting the team in a position to have extra dollars to go contend for a title. Boy, did Cuban and by the way, this it, up. What do you mean he Mark messed Cuban, it up? Mark Cuban let Jalen Brunson walk. Oh, of course, yeah. That's for why pennies on, really could have said, and then was forced to get rid of his depth. They had nice balance on that team offensively and defensively. He had to get rid of that in order to bring Kyrie in, who may not even be as good for Luka, probably isn't as Jalen Brunson was, and now you have to pay Kyrie so you may lose more depth. Whew, that's but that, that's what we had said when the deal was done no in the doubt, first place. No yeah, doubt. I'm just reflecting on, on it. By the yeah. way, like when he let Steve Nash walk out the door, but it, you know, penny wise and pound foolish. He thought Nash is getting a little older. I don't want to pay him that much money. Imagine if he'd have been there the whole time with Dirk. Well, you start learning about the competitive identity of the team, and that's who Jalen Brunson was. Right? Oh. That was the DNA of the team. Look what happened to the Knicks. Immediately, they get competitive. Like just the thought of like floating Dante DiMincenzo, who opted out of his deal, potentially joining the Knicks with Josh Hart, and then a guy like Jalen Brunson. You're like, oh, why wouldn't I want this Villanova trio on the same squad? Right. Why not? They all make each other better, right? So, I mean, look, I, I I think Dallas will inevitably be the home for a guy like Kyrie Irving. I think that's where he can max out dollar wise, and he can still put the right pieces potentially around him. Uh, to help them get there. A guy like Grant Williams, who is a free agent, would be somebody that I would suggest. A guy like Boston Dallas forward. would go yeah. pick up. Right, He kind of gives you an alternative version of Draymond Green. Draymond Green is another agent uh, who opted out of his deal. Big-time free agent. You know what they need? They need like a Dorian Finney-Smith time in, uh, type in Dallas. That would be perfect. Like a Grant Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like they had, a, they had everything they needed. <laughs> they just needed to let Brunson stay, keep Brunson. So – Wendy said the other day, said something about Cleveland. I shouldn't even say anything, you know, as Wendy well, hold does. On. I, I, got, I got one other free yes. agent for you. That, that's yeah. a really big one. Okay. And I, I think it's, depending upon what happens with him, mm-hmm. will inevitably get to the point of whether I think this superstar stays at this location okay. for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Brooke Lopez is one of the low-key biggest names out there. I totally agree. Loki, I mean, no, he's, he's not going to have the same, like, pizzazz as, like, we're going to talk about Dame or Kyrie or James Harden. What team would Brooke Lopez not work on? He's, exactly. a, rim de- he's a seven-foot rim defender who can hit threes at a high volume. And I don't know a how, percentage. If, if you're Golden State, how you don't... I mean, granted, if they have the cap space, right? I mean, they have to have the cap space to do so, but you just think about him with Steph, with CP3, in pick and roll, a rim protector, a guy that can space the floor. Like, I'm not saying they have the cap space to go do it, but basketball skill set wise, oh my god, he fits there better than any other team in the league. Now, he fits so well that it's almost now it's like it's five out. Draymond has the ball, right, and everyone else can shoot the lights out. Draymond can use him in a pick and roll, hundred percent. 
Like, come here, Ford to Ford. How are you going to guard that? I love. I don't. I don't know if they can afford it, but well, I love it. the idea of Brooke Lopez but, on. But it leads to the Warriors. conversation, though, Max. Yeah. Down the line, that if Milwaukee loses a guy like Brooke Lopez, if you're Giannis, who has his extension coming up, like, do you sign that contract extension? Do you sign it, or are you looking at your team and saying, "Wait, hold on, everybody else is." I see what, what moves are being made in Boston. I see what moves are being made other places. Are we doing enough to keep my name at the forefront conversation of winning championships? It leads to that conversation. If he signs the extension, it'll be because he's pulling that move where you sign the extension, then you ask for a trade. But if he looks around and goes, but wait a minute, if I sign the extension and ask for a trade, I'm going to weaken whatever team I go to because they're going to have to give up assets. If I just don't sign the extension and sign with a team like, say, the Knicks, right? All of a sudden, oh my God, I'm the biggest star in basketball by far. Giannis goes to the Knicks. It's a wrap. He's number. He's the face of basketball uh, worldwide, and he's one of them now. But that 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 does it. And and the and the kind of platform through which he can amplify his brand in New York City would make up for the difference by not I mean, signing the the super duper max in. That's Milwaukee. what I'm saying. Like over the next like several days, there's so much that could pop off. Like, yeah. Fred Van Bleet, like another one, like a, a Rich Paul client, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like what moves, where could he potentially go? Notable where NBA free agents be? on ESPN2 right now, Kyrie, James Harden, Draymond Green, Chris, Chris Middleton, Russell Westbrook, Brooke Lopez, Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Kuzma, who had a very good season, Austin Reeves, and Bruce Brown, who we Bruce saw as tremendous Brown in the to playoffs. Bruce Brown to the Lakers, potentially. Yeah. You're telling me if you could add Bruce Brown with exactly Austin what Reeves, with Rui Hachimura, with LeBron, with AD – with some pieces that you can fit in, if you can get a guy like Javon Carter. Are you kidding me? He's the perfect guard for them. Bruce he Brown is the answer for them. He's a playmaker. Perfect. He can get people in the position on the floor. He's a lockdown defender that adds to your defensive team. If you're the Lakers, I'll be going after Bruce Brown in a heartbeat. Bruce Brown is the exact guy. Is the exact He's your guard guy. version. What's he going to get Green, on the market? Shoot. Come on. What's he going to get on the open market, though, Jay? 12, 13 million. That's it? You open up that cap I'm space? Look, I'm trying to look regular season numbers year? here. So he, got, he played on 28 I don't, minutes I don't, a game. You don't even need to give me numbers. 28 just minutes. Me, I'm just looking just at how. Just give me the energy and effort 100%. On, on the floor. And by the way, go guard, go guard Jamal, Jamal Murray. You just play with him. Go guard him. You know his tendencies better than anybody. You know their sets better than anybody. That would be one of the biggest steals that Rob Palenka could pull off. The reason I brought up Wendy before is because he said something big is happening and potentially could happen in Cleveland, right? So people interpreted that all kinds of ways. And when you brought up Kyrie Irving, you know, one person said, oh, LeBron's going to go home, right? That's one thought you have. He'll meet Kyrie there. Bronny will wind up in Cleveland, like that whole thing. Or is it going to be Donovan Mitchell's going to get traded? You think, is, or, it, is there any world in which Cleveland would be interested in Kyrie as a free agent? See, I, I think about Cleveland potentially trading guys like Darius Garland and Jared Allen back to Brooklyn. I look at deals like that. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if I see all the hoopla of LeBron going back to Cleveland. Right, but once you trade like, those I know we guys have reckless back speculation. to Brooklyn, now you need something from Brooklyn. What are you getting from Brooklyn? Well, we'll talk about that when we come back. 888-SAY-ESPN. Is the Heat wait for Dame to ask for a trade? Should they consider kicking the tires on Zach Levine, KJM? 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. So, Max, yesterday, Nuno and I were talking, and the conversation went to a really intriguing place. And he dropped to me, which I thought was like, like I really found myself thinking about it last night because I, I love the angle of attack. Mm-hmm. And I love the pressure it then puts on Dame to make a decision to force the hand of the Trailblazers and Joe Cronin to tell them, this is where I want to be, that's it. It's done. If you're Pat Riley and you're the Miami Heat and word is on the street that you're waiting to see how free agency unfolds, why wouldn't you low-key be connecting and reaching out to Chicago and seeing what it's going to take to get Zach Levine to come down to Miami. Obviously, you have an asset like Tyler Hero. Obviously, you have some guys like, you know, Max Struess. And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying you want to give up the entire cupboard and some picks. But if you're looking at that, you're saying, Zach Levine is different than Dame, but he ain't that far off, man. He's another prolific scorer, a guy that can do it off the dribble. His playmaking ability may not be the same as Dame, but Does- the thought of having Zach Levine, Jimmy Butler – and Bam Adebayo in the same squad in the East will be enough for me to contend with the likes of Boston. And then you're all saying you're still waiting to see what Philadelphia has to do. Then you're still waiting to see what Milwaukee has to do. But it for a team that's already there, it gives them enough to get over the hump. Because I think Zach is that prolific scorer that can create off the bounce. And that's also what they were missing. And he's more seasoned than a guy like Tyler Hero. So you tell me if I'm wrong. And it puts pressure on Dame to say, yo, we got this right here. What do you want to do? Are you in or are you out? I think it's a great idea. And I think Zach Levine would be tremendous. And he was a point guard. In, he was at, at UCLA and all that. He can play both guard positions. He's really more of an off guard to me, though. And I'll tell you why. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. When you say, by the way, a lot of Lillard's points come from deep. A lot of Zach Levine's do, too. And Zach Levine can finish way over the rim and Lillard can finish in the paint. But... When you say he can create off the bounce, kind of. I don't see him. If, if I were to say, what, what could you do to make Zach Levine an elite player? I don't even think it's like, well, you saw the assist numbers. Damian Lillard's a natural point guard, and Zach Levine you know, plays off ball, can play on ball. Zach Levine, to me, doesn't have that same create off the bounce type thing that a guy like Lillard does, that the elite, elite players do. He's like one notch below that because of that to me. So, so, but, but yeah, it's but that, dressed but, up like a guy who does that a little bit to me when I watch Levine. Oh, he's, he's not dressed up. I mean, he, he's, he's filthy. He's not as 
filthy as Dame, but he's filthy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, no, he, I, like, he, but, I know, but not but like, like it, a Damian Lillard. But like, it, it's like when you, when when you, when you're trying to acquire somebody, and obviously everybody knows that you want them. You have to. There has to be a backup plan. Yeah. It can't be like I'm just waiting for this guy to be available. But what if he doesn't choose us? Like, and then I'm. S- Stuck sitting on my hands. And by no, the way, I have to make other moves. And if that move applies slight pressure to force you to make a move, then so be it. So it's Tyler, a package around Tyler Hero and draft. Pick. Yes. Okay. So it's basically Zach Levine in the rotation. You swap out Tyler Hero for Zach Levine. That's an, that's an upgrade. Uh, Levine, Butler, Bam is a big three. That's an official yeah, and big I'm trying three. to retain guys like Gabe Vincent. You know what I mean? I think Gabe Vincent is my PG. The difference is if Dame Lillard's Dame on that team, I think I'm picking him in the East. And if and if uh, if uh, Zach, Zach Levine. Levine's on the team, I think that they're one of the top three teams. It's a yeah, little different. I, I get what the gap is, but there are chances that you're not going to get Dame. So yeah, you're just like saying the reality of the, like yeah, the reality of the situation is that like uh, if we don't get Dame, like I'd much rather end up with Zach Levine and end up with nothing. Apply pressure and get better. Yeah. That does both things. Yeah, yeah, you can do both. It does both things. One of the things that I like, like uh, at least theoretically, and I know their personalities are very different, and Dame is you know, exactly who you want to build your franchise around, and Kyrie's been unreliable. Sometimes if you have a player, the reason I asked you earlier, Cleveland, when Wendy says, oh, I hear things about Cleveland, is it possible that that could be a destination for Kyrie? Well, they have Garland. They have this. Sometimes if you have something really, really good, but there's something out there that you can pick up just for the cash, right? If you replace the good thing you have with the thing that's out there that approximates them, then you can use the good thing you have to go out and get something else you need. I think about, I apply that theory to Portland. If you have Damian Lillard, and I know what this sounds like, believe me, and you think you're going to lose him, is there any world in which you go, if we turn Damian Lillard into Kyrie, who's a little bit younger and a little bit more skillful in fact, then even if you'd rather have Lillard for other reasons. If we could turn Dame into Kyrie, which we could do just for the cash, we can go get something awesome for Dame and now actually have a chance to compete like as an elite team immediately. Wait, I'm confused. You said if you could turn Dame into Kyrie. In other words, if you're the Portland Trailblazers and it turns out Kyrie's market's not robust, could you step in and say, come to Portland, be the franchise guy, turn around, trade Damian Lillard for something that would pair well with Kyrie, and then you hit the ground running. Now, I get it. Kyrie's yeah. not available. Kyrie's not da, da, da. He's the opposite well, of Lillard not, personality. I'm just, I'm theoretically. Not even that. If I were Kyrie Irving, I wouldn't want to go to Portland. I don't want to be a part of a rebuild. I'm, I'm saying it wouldn't be a rebuild because Dame would go, fl- go flip Dame into an excellent player, right? Now you got, you've paired Kyrie immediately with another star player. Yeah, but you're still, I mean, I was just with the star player, in Dallas, who is a prolific scorer that allows me to play off ball to a degree, like. I, but what if that's the only super max or the top dollar contract offer he gets from Dallas? No, no, from Portland. Kyrie. Let's say Kyrie's market's not as robust. I'd much rather be in think. Dallas for less money. Yeah. Okay. To win the championship. I mean, we're we're, we're talking about like how much less money? Like we're, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. Of I course. mean, matter. That's of why like, I'm saying theoretically. That's like a move. Like I don't that, and I apply that principle to Cleveland. When I hear Wendy say big things could happen in Cleveland, I'm not going to say. Well, I don't know. I shouldn't even say. He's teasing us, right? I think 
well, everyone's mind goes to either Donovan Mitchell's on the move or maybe they bring LeBron and Bronny or do they want to buy the fr- something like that. But do any of those plans incru- include Kyrie Irving? Yeah. Look, man, I, there's so many moving parts. Like we could sit up here and play hypotheticals all day long about, you know, what guy can go to a different team? All I'm going to say is if you're Kyrie Irving at this stage of your career, you want to contend for a title. Uh, you, to, to clarify, Wendy said they aren't trading Garland, Mitchell, or Mobley. Okay. So it's bringing someone in. Okay. wonder who that might be. I one would think. He talked about within the margins of what they – he called what they were trying to do within those margins outlandish. He clarified that, and he's mm-hmm. like, I don't know why. It's not a Utah situation. He said it's not a Utah situation last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Interesting, though. Hey, real quick, just back to this is why I do think Zach Levine can work with Jimmy Butler. Mm -hmm. He's already used to playing with another superstar in DeMar DeRozan Mm -hmm. to a degree, right? Sharing the backcourt and something like that, like sharing those tough shots that are taken. Like, I I think the personality – I mean, look, Jimmy would challenge Zach Levine. But I think at this stage of Zach Levine's career, if this were to happen – like, I don't think there's a better culture for you to be in. And don't you want to find out that extra gear about yourself if it's there? Because I think it's there. I just don't know if, it, if it's in the right environment conducive to help push it. I think he has to be around other dudes that can help him push himself to get there. And I think that Miami environment, I know Dame can get there. I, I, I get the question mark around Zach Levine, but Zach Levine to me has this talent where it feels like it still hasn't completely popped off the page the way it should. And that's scary because the dude was averaging 20, 25 points per game. Like, he has it he is, there. The, the DeMar DeRozan point's a good one. He is, you know, he's played with a mid-rangey, high-volume type guy, and that's also Jimmy Butler. So, so in, in that sense, he's, not, you know, he's the outside threat and the finishing threat, and he's playing with a guy who kind of does the other stuff. I don't know if he hasn't re- – if you say he hasn't reached his potential, maybe on the defensive end Miami would help him and turn him into a really, really top two-way player if he's willing to do it, right? At the end of the day, will Harden, Kyrie, and Draymond just return to their present teams and that's it? 888-SAY-ESPN-KJM. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. 
KJM ESPN Radio, Frank Isola, Yes Network, Sirius XM, NBA Radio, Around the Horn panelist with us now. What's up, Frank? Boys, I'm a little tired. I stayed up and watched uh, Armand throw the perfect, uh, pitch the perfect game last night. So I don't feel perfect this morning, that's for sure. I'll tell Quick you what, as they when, when Jay started following baseball, Frank, you know, he's from Jersey, he's in the area, so he has a choice. Am I going to be a Yankees fan or a Mets fan, right? Because you're coming to the sport, you really have I was like, Jay, be happy. Have generations of your kids be happy. Be a Yankees fan. He said, eh, they're going to be a Mets see, fan. You see, Frank, it's when I'm around Max and I see how cocky and confident, yeah. arrogant he is as handsome a Yankee too. fan. Handsome, too. Don't forget handsome. I'm like, I don't want to be a part of that. If that's mm. a Yankee fan, I don't want that. Mm. Like, give me the blue collar. Give me the people mm. who got dirt in their nails. Hmm. Well, they got dirt in their nails yeah. now. That's for sure. <laughs> Frank. Well, you know, Matt, Max grew up. Max grew up uh, with a lot of money, so it's a really it's the Manhattan, Connecticut people that are big Yankee fans yeah. and Bronx. Manhattan, Connecticut, Bronx. Right. That's the, another strategic problem the Mets had is they put their stadium in Queens, so you're going out yeah. to Long Island. It's a limited market. Yankees are up in the Bronx. Right. It attaches to mainland USA. The market just keeps on going and going. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen He's with right James about. Harden, Frank? Uh, he's going to go where the most money is. Uh, I, I think he's better off staying with the Philadelphia 76ers, don't you? I, I, don't, I don't understand what Houston's attraction to him would be. I don't, I, I don't get it because, you know, it's mostly a young team. I'm not, I, I don't think Harden is a bad guy, but it's, it's, I would think a guy like Chris Paul fits in better with Houston than James Harden does. And Philadelphia's right there. Let's face it, guys. If you go back to the final four minutes of game six, they were the, the the game was right there for them. The series was right there for them, and both Harden, especially Joel Embiid, just didn't do enough in the last four minutes. Tatum takes over the game, and then in Game Seven they completely fall apart. Last year could have been their year very easily. They could have beaten Miami. So I I think they're I think they're close, especially in the Eastern Conference, which I still think is unpredictable. I think the best place for him is Philadelphia. Frank, it's not even a question, right? Like this whole thing to me is leverage. Like even if you're Tim Fertitta. As much as you love James Harden, if you're Raphael Stone, their GM, are you realistically going to look at the average age of your team being 20 years old with a guy like Jalen Green? Are you going to take the ball out of his hands and his development and all of a sudden say, James Harden, you're going to be my culture guy in the locker room? You're going to, you're going to help move this franchise forward with all these young players? Like, give me CP3, give me Fred Van Vliet, give me a lot of other people before I bring James Harden into that young locker room, Frank. I agree. And you look at the job that Chris Paul did that one year that he spent in Oklahoma City. You know, Chris Paul is kind of a serious, a very serious player. He holds guys accountable. Again, that's not a knock on James Harden as a player. He's certainly a terrific player and a great score. It's just a weird match. You, you look at where the Rockets are in terms of the age of their team and look at where James Harden is in terms of his age. It, just, it doesn't make any sense. He's just better off in a place like Philadelphia. Now, if Houston gave the guy three years, which I don't think he's going to get, and Philadelphia's only given him two, I think he's going to go to Houston. But I, I think they'd be making a mistake, and I think ultimately he'd be making a mistake too. Meantime, uh, you know how Aaron Gordon goes to Denver and instead of buying – a house, an apartment. He takes a warehouse and he converts it into a gym and he with an apartment and he lives in the gym. Harden, in terms of culture setting, could buy, oh, say, do the Stop. same thing, put a club right next to the facility, <laughs> right? He could build a club right next to the facility and he could live in it. I don't know. It might be an interesting culture thing after all. Yeah. How, how, well, hey, go ahead, go ahead, Frank. No, I was going to say, maybe that's why he, I could see him in Miami. That wouldn't be a bad spot. It's got everything he'd want. It's got clubs and I think he 
somehow find a way to fit in with the Miami culture. Again, it doesn't make any sense in Houston. <laughs> okay. Well, Frank, wait, wait. Speaking of Miami, so we floated out the idea. Obviously, Miami is, you know, waiting to see what is going to occur with free agency and also how it plays out with Dame. But we softly tossed out the option of, if you're Miami, Frank, doesn't it make sense to start smelling and, you know, and sniffing around the Chicago Bulls? Does it make sense to kind of start seeing, like, all right, like, I heard that Zach Levine doesn't want to be a New York Knick, but what do you think about being a Miami Heat? And what would it take for Zach Levine to potentially be a Miami Heat? Because then this will give us another dynamic guard that can create off the dribble. And he's a guy that could be a pretty big addition next to Jimmy and Bam in the case that we can't land a guy like Damian Lillard. Yeah, but that would mean getting up, uh, giving up Tyler Hero. Who does, uh, you know, Pat Riley talks about the kid like he's his uh, grandson. But my only thing about Zach Levine, who obviously is really talented, if you look at his career, the teams that he's played on in Minnesota and then some of these teams he's played on in Chicago, he might have the worst winning percentage in the NBA for a guy that's been in the league more than five years. He's played on so many losing teams. And you just wonder, I know they always talk about winning being a habit. I wonder if sometimes if losing is the same way. Wiggins Clearly played on losing guy. teams too, but, but, though, I, but I got thought, in the right situation, but, Frank. But, Jay, I thought late in the season, he kind of reverted back to late in games and he's just playing a little too much hero ball. Now, in Miami, could, could that change a little bit? Perhaps. Everyone talks about how he's a great guy and everything like that, but just the way that he plays sometimes could be a little frustrating. Also, I would just say to the both of you, um, if Frank, when you bring up something like that, it's not saying, Jay, I don't think that it's disqualifying. Just like when you bring up Levine and all the good points, it's not saying for sure that's the thing to do. It's just examining both sides of it. I do think there is a question, which may be like Wiggins. Maybe it's just the wrong situation, but you do have to question a high-usage player who's always on losing teams, right? Is he miscast? That could be. Is he not in the right situation? Could also be. Is he has has he developed habits over time? Maybe partly because of that stuff that he's going to have to shake, and therefore has to go to the right culture. Would the Heat be the right culture? Those are all to me legitimate questions. I mean, be, before everybody was questioning the motor of Andrew Wiggins, right? I yeah. mean, you, you, people were really, and all of a sudden he got in Golden State, and it's like, whoa, wait a second. Yep. Like once again, similar to Aaron Gordon when he was in Orlando. Well, I can't really carry a franchise, and is he a winning player? You go to the right situation, you become a winning player very quickly if you buy into that role. One thing, what if you? Like, but but, but, but one thing about Wiggins, though, you know, he does. He is a two-way player, and he was sensational, obviously, saying. in the finals next to Steph Curry. He was he was Golden State's most effective player against Boston. I think the one thing about Zach Levine, when you watch him play, he's got the ball in his hands all the time. Is that going to be the case with Jimmy Butler? They love to run their offense. Bam and about. I'm not saying it couldn't work. Sometimes it, I just uh, worry about that. I worry about it a little bit with Bradley Beal. I mean, Bradley Beal, besides the fact that he hasn't played a lot of games in the last three years, like the last time the guy, the last time he played a game of any significance was Game Seven against Boston. I thought with, when he had John Wall as a teammate. I don't remember when that was. I think he's played 11 playoff games. Think about this: 11 playoff games since 2017. And and also a lot of what you're talking about. Like, Aaron, bring up Aaron Gordon. People who know Aaron Gordon will tell you, for years, all he wants to do is win. That's so important to him. He'd take less money to win. He go, and as soon as he gets traded to Denver, what's the first thing he does is buy that warehouse, make it into a gym, lives in the gym. The question is, is that Zach Levine? Does, is, is what's on his mind first and foremost winning? I'm not saying it isn't. It might be. And he also has a good reputation as a nice guy. It's true. But yeah. that's the question about high-usage players like that, right, who haven't won a lot. How important a piece is Draymond at this point, do you think, Frank? 
I mean, from everything I hear, it, it sounds like he's still going to go back to Golden State. And I, I think the writing on the wall was probably Jordan Poole getting traded. Because I think a lot of the guys on the team, not just Draymond, who assaulted him last year in a practice, I think a lot of the guys that had it with him. He just, I mean, come on. It is a great mystery. It would be interesting to see how Draymond would fit in with other teams. But we do know this. He fits in perfectly with guys like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Now, I don't know how he's going to fit in with Chris Paul, who has the ball in his hands all the time. But I, I, I know this idea of Damian Lillard and other places, Detroit, you know, would be, he would just be chasing the money there, and there's nothing wrong with that at this point in his career. But from everything that I heard, he's going to go back to Golden State, and that, that's really where he belongs. And I think the Jordan Poole move spoke volumes. Frank Isola, Yes Network, Sirius XM, NBA Radio, and Around the Horn, of course. Frank, always great talking to you, brother. Have a good weekend, guys. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Prescott has had a fantastic... The windows my whole career. You want to win the Super Bowl. To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank Them, the top five rookies. KJM presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Radio, Rank Them, top five rookies in the NFL. Jay Will is most excited to watch. This is what I like, who I want to watch. Okay. All right. An objective list based on how good they are. Let's start off with number five. Number five. There it is. Dalton Kincaid. I forgot Buffalo had. (laughs) Oh, uh -oh. my goodness. One of the most, probably the most athletic tight end in the draft, right? Uh Oh, And and obviously when you know that, obviously the Bills have a guy like Dawson Knox who put together back-to-back 50, you know, 500 plus yard seasons combined for 15 touchdowns. Like, 
I get it, but for uh, an offense that is always looking to upgrade pieces, adding a guy like this, I think he has a chance to have a huge impact his rookie season. Like you, you hear some scouts say he has Travis Kelsey like things to his game, his ability to run routes, the size, the frame. He can go get those 50 50 balls. I, I think he's a hell of a game changer. Mm-hmm, That's number five to me. Number four, Mr. Robinson down in Atlanta. I mean, I mean, look, whenever, when the Falcons use a top 10 pick on a running back the year after they drafted a thousand yard back, <laughs> Like, I, I expect this guy to have highlights. Like, some of the things I've heard about him is that he's a generational back. Now, the thing that makes it so intriguing around Mr. Robinson and B. John Robinson, Max, is all these conversations now that we're having around running backs, right, and their value. Like, watching guys like Dalvin Cook, hearing conversations around Saquon Barkley. But Key, the other day, talked about these multidimensional running backs, right? You catch the ball out of the backfield. Yo, this dude is him. He is the future moving forward. Although you question how good a team's going to be that takes running backs, you know, with top picks and back-to-back years. Which is why he's top five for me to watch. Right, 100%, because he's going to get a billion carries and go bananas. Exactly. Next up on the list. Number three. So I said yesterday that I thought if there were one team that I want to watch for hard knocks, it would be the Baltimore Ravens. And I Mm -hmm. gave you a slew of reasons. Number one, Lamar Jackson got his big deal. Mm -hmm. Okay? Like, oh, They have a new OC. They're going to change out the style. You also have a guy like OBJ who's coming off multiple injuries, trying to find his way back. Oh, and you also got a guy like Zay Flowers. Oh, my goodness. Sides, frame. You saw what he was able to do in college, right? So the additions of all this and Todd Munkin being able to activate him, and now Lamar Jackson, you have the talent as it relates to a wideout. And you got a guy who's a rookie who understands how to play this game at a high level with the veterans around him, with the quarterback looking to throw the ball more. I want to watch how Zay Flowers flourishes in this offense. I agree. Size and speed, the measurables are – but when you watch him, the question will be on this roster, can he be a legit number one receiver, if not this year, at least eventually? Can you see that this year? Yes. Next up. Number two. I mean, look – I don't like the way things happened. It's a situation in which you very much feel for the young man and you, you, you pray for the lives that were lost. But like a guy like Jalen Carter, obviously, being drafted to Philadelphia, to Philly, like watching him slide all the way down to number nine when you heard forever that he was going to be a top three, top four pick, right? Like a chance to go to that defense, like, the rich keep getting richer, Max. And I know that we're both Giants fans, and we're looking at the NFC East, and we're saying, damn. I mean, just draft the entire D-line of the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, the front right? seven. Like, they just keep bringing in middle linebackers and, and, and defensive tackles, and whoever's on the greatest front seven ever in college, the Eagles seem to draft. But for him, like, we always talk about on this show, and I think Key and I specifically, like, where you get drafted to matters so much – like, what environment am I being brought into? Is all the responsibility going to be on my shoulders right away to be that franchise savior? Or do I get a chance to, you know, really learn and have a learning curve and learn the blueprint, learn how to do it the right way? This dude gets drafted into that defensive situation? That's crazy. Like, oh, the upside is tremendous. So He might be the best player in the draft. Come on, man. Come on, man. That's number two to me. And then number one. Number one. It's Bryce Young. I mean, that's simple for me. I mean, 
Look, it was one of the most talked about situations in the NFL draft. A guy at 5'10", the difficulties of making reads due to his size, seeing over his O-line. Their O-line obviously has struggled. Uh, but, you know, we talk about Tua staying healthy. Tua has more of a durable frame than Bryce Young. So nobody questions the talent of Bryce Young. You just wonder halfway through the season, will he still be standing? Can his body hold up? So now understanding that the Carolina Panthers have put so much stock into a guy like Bryce Young, I'm keeping an eye on how durable is Bryce Young throughout the course of the season. And he ought to be good. You know, when you watch him, you think he's going to be good as long as he's on the field. I like the list. I forgot, like, you know, when I think about Buffalo, I just, I'm not thinking, oh, wait a minute, they drafted Dalton Kincaid. Stud. By the way, you get a guy like Patrick Mahomes or the guy like Travis Kelsey, that actually becomes his alpha receiver, right? He's the guy, as Key said, who kept the chains moving. That's, keeps it, that's why they can withstand the loss of, of uh, Tyreek Hill, although I also think Mahomes is just a genius, right? Josh Allen maybe, maybe, maybe has a guy who can be, eventually be that sort of thing. Who's your favorite on the list? And why? Most Oof. intriguing watch to Max Kellerman. Bijan Robinson, because it's going to be like, there's nothing quite as fun as watching one of those I made you miss running backs, right? Like those athletic, oh, what? Zigzag, you know, who can catch and everything. Those guys are so fun to watch. Give me Saquon, McCaffrey. We we're talking about Kamara, Dalvin Cook, those kind of guys. I mean, I, I get it, you know. Uh, Derrick Henry, but I mean those slick change of direction. Oh, did you see that kind of guys? That's one of the most fun things to watch in sports to me. I mean, when you're watching the Falcons take a you know running back the year before, they also have you know a veteran in, in, in Patterson who works both as like a like a wideout and a running back. Like mm-hmm. they have depth, but like it's the pressure to be him in everything. Like that's what's. But you know. Got some nice young pieces in Atlanta, man. Well, the other thing about running backs, you know, oh, you don't draft them up high. Here's the argument to draft them up high. Unlike, say, a left tackle or a quarterback or one of those more desirable pieces, year one, he's going to be great. Game one, that running back is going to be, in certain respects, as good as he'll ever be. In other respects, he'll have to develop, but he'll be all pro, right? It's game one. And then you can use him up over the course of his rookie deal and then say, well, now you're 27, 26, you franchise him once, you franchise him twice, and then let him go. You never really have, it's unfortunate for the running back, you never really have to pay him, and you get premium value out of him, especially if he can catch passes. Matt in Atlantic City wants to comment on the list, Jay. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, good morning, Max. Good morning, Jay. I would actually switch, I would switch out Jalen Carter for Jordan Addison, I know mm-hmm. it's two different positions, but Jordan Addison out of USC, I thought the Giants were actually thinking about taking him. Yeah. And I'm a big Giants fan, by the way. So I would switch out Jalen Carter and Jordan Addison. And, uh, Jay, I also, instead of Bryce Young, I like Bryce Young. I just think the size is questionable. I would put C.J. Stroud in there over Bryce Young mm. just because of the size and the durability. Um, so that's what I'm going to do with that list. Max, big Giants fan. I hope we get. I hope we re-sign Saquon. And they're sleeping on us this year, Max. They're sleeping on us again. I, I Let's agree, go. Let's do it. Big without, blue. Without Saquon, is is going to be a problem. The real issue is they still need an alpha receiver. But I'm glad that they're like, look, we got Daniel Jones signed up for two years. Let's make sure he doesn't take a step back this year. And when the time is right and the opportunity presents itself, then we get an alpha receiver to see what the ceiling is. I mean, the thought of Jordan Addison and Justin Jefferson, both as wideouts. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's a lot. Oh, my goodness. What that could be one day. 
One team's offseason could potentially shape the future of the NBA. KJM. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.